0: you are listening to a pleasure podcast for more from our sex podcast collective visit pleasurepodcasts.com holly randall unfiltered is sponsored by twisties twisties is the ultimate lesbian glamour erotica website It is the website that I have shot for the longest. I have produced some of my best content for them, and they are definitely your go-to place for beautifully shot, believable scenes between the hottest industry stars of today. So many of my guests that you've heard on the show, I have shot for twisties. And so if you want to look up any of my guests' girl-girl work, twisties.com is the place to go. Their Twisties Treat of the Month is the most carefully curated solo scenes and girl-girl scenes that showcase the best and the brightest in the porn industry. So make sure that you support my show by supporting my sponsors, and please go and visit twisties.com. Hi, I'm Holly Randall, and welcome to my podcast, Holly Randall Unfiltered. This is a show about sex, the adult industry, and the people in it. I'm a 21-year veteran of this fascinating little industry, and as the eldest child of the trailblazing erotic photographer Suze Randall, you could say I grew up in it. So forget everything you think you know about porn, because this show is going to change your mind. My guests are some of the biggest names in the industry, and we unabashedly reveal the real behind-the-scenes stories the funny, the inspiring, the tragic, and the bizarre. Everyone has an opinion about sex work, but few people actually listen to the sex workers. So sit back and prepare yourself for a podcast, which is honest, raw, and unfiltered. Hey guys, welcome back to Holly Randall Unfiltered. Uh, Before I introduce my guests, I just wanna give a quick shout out to my sponsors, Care Of. It's a vitamin subscription service that you can curate specifically to your own needs. You just go to their website, takecareof.com, take a quick five minute quiz and you get your own custom curated vitamins delivered right to your door. It's super convenient. It's amazing. I've been using this service for the last like three years and, um, I can't tell you how much I love it for 50% off of your first care of order. Go to takecareof.com and enter code Holly 50. Okay. So my guest today is your favorite neighborhood cougar. She's a 16-year veteran of the industry, and I'm so excited to finally have her on the show. And I know that so many of you guys are excited that I'm having her on the show because I got a lot of feedback on this. So let's welcome the one and only Rochelle Ryan. Oh,
1: well, thank you for having me. <laughs> yes,
0: it's so great to have you here. And, and honestly, like when I put out on my Patreon page that you were coming in, like, people were so excited. Oh, good. So excited. Good.
1: I've been a fan, so I'm, like, excited to be here. And I've listened to, like, all your stuff. But, like, it all depends on the guest who it yes, is. I'll listen to them. Yeah, Of course. Not- Quasar has to be my favorite.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Everyone – you know what makes me sad, though, is, like, just because um, not every listener is, like, familiar with the adult industry right. you know, and the people in it. So like this episode will probably do very well because you're a very well known name. Um, so like big names will do well, but sometimes like Mike Quasar, we all know him and love For him, sure. but like the general public, he's not like a, po- a hot porn star with big tits. So they're like, oh, yeah. who's that guy? Yeah. So sadly, like I feel like not as many people have listened to that episode as should. But he's hysterical. Like- hysterical. <laughs> We love him. Yeah, he's great. He's so funny. We love Mike. Um so Michelle, tell me um tell me how you got started in the industry. So,
1: I was working as a house dancer at a strip club in Richmond, Virginia called the Paper Moon. And the club that I worked at brought in feature entertainers, like the adult film stars. So I got to meet like Gina Lin and Nikki Benz and Claudia Monet, like some of like the, you know, the veteran girls. And um I was just so intrigued. And I started watching porn, not for like, sexually but just I wanted to be like the women in the movies. I just wanted to get glammed up and just wear like sexy outfits and <laughs> and I have to say that still to this day that's like my favorite part is mm-hmm. I love getting glammed up and just taking pictures. <laughs> yeah. Like, the sex is just a bonus. <laughs> and um so I just started doing research on like who are the best agents in LA and just started asking some of the girls that would come through and that was back in the days of MySpace. So I was like DMing people on there and um next thing i knew i was flying out to la meeting with agents and Boom Bang! Off to the races it went.
0: <laughs> what agency did you start with?
1: So you probably remember her, September Dawn,
0: oh, with yeah, exotic
1: star models. Yes, yeah, she was my first agent. Wow, yeah, she was. She was amazing. She was just great, and I love Jenna, of course. I mean, I have her same exact tattoo on my butt, and um, I love Jenna, and that was great. But then, um, then I ended up going on to Gold Star Modeling and just kind of doing my rounds. But I haven't had an agent in like eight years, which I would never have an agent again (laughs) yeah well you've gotten to the point now where you don't i'm responsible i've had the same number forever if anybody important wants to book me they have my number
0: yeah yeah but i would imagine that you probably as most girls these days is doing a lot of time, like making your own content.
1: Oh yeah. Content creation is key now. Yeah, I only want to shoot for the top companies like two to four times a month and I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. And then the rest of the time I just want to focus on my OnlyFans and, and um yeah, that's key right now.
0: <laughs> what is it about like this shift in the industry and this ability to make money on your own content that you think is like, like what, what about it um do you love?
1: I mean, you know, Holly, for years, we have made the companies so much money, Mm -hmm. insane amounts of money. And granted, yes, they all helped us build our names and our brand. But I mean, let's be honest, like what we get paid as talent is – Peanuts. I mean, they're making money on us till after we die. Mm-hmm. So now it's like we can, cr- we can be as creative as we want. I mean, obviously within like guidelines and stuff for mm-hmm. posting on OnlyFans, but we can just be as creative and have as much fun as we want and own the content and make so much money, more than we would get paid. Um, But I do still love being on set. Tomorrow I'm going to shoot for browsers while I'm out here. And I love love being on set. I love the camaraderie between, you know, everyone. And it's great. But, I mean, when I first got in the business, I was doing, like – 25 to 28 scenes a month. Wow. I mean, I was having to like tell my agent, like, hey, I need a day off. I have to go get my nails done, go to the tan in bed, like get my hair done. Mm-hmm. Um and then even before the whole OnlyFans buzz came about, I mean, I was still shooting about 10 to 15 times a month, mm-hmm. which you know, for me, I never would have thought in a million years I'd be here sixteen years later. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. And here I am and I'm still enjoying it. I still have fun with it.
0: Do you think that you would still be here sixteen years later if if you didn't have the kind of freedom that you do now where you don't have to like shoot as often as you did before, do you think you would have burned out by now? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. I would have been burnt out. (laughs) So what are some of the studios that you will still work for and like why specifically?
1: Um, Brazzers, Bang Bros, Reality Kings, Naughty America, um, you know, any of like the top companies, you know, of course, like Playboy and like Centerfold and, um, you know, just any of the real big ones that have, you know, the traffic and, you know, cause eventually I want their traffic. I want their social media following. I want to be on their platform and their channels. Um, you know, cause when I first got in the business, I was shooting for anyone and everything Mm -hmm. with a camera (laughs) and, you know, and that will just kind of like, you know, it scares you a little bit. Cause, you know, now I'm like, I see some of those scenes and I'm like, oh, God, mm-hmm. why did I work with you? Yeah. <laughs> why did I work with you? You know, but it's like, you're still so new and you don't want to like upset your agent versus like now, like, I mean, I haven't had an agent, but I'd be like, yeah, kick rocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you work for me, I pay you. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: I think also too, when you first start out, it's hard to imagine like how big you can become. 100%. And so you don't really recognize your worth until you're at that stage. And 100%. like, wow, I should have known this earlier. But then there's like the question of, Well, if I had like kind of taken that attitude earlier, like would I have been hired to get where I am today? Because I face the same thing like as a producer. There's stuff that I shot and shit that I put up with before that I was like, "Uh, why did I like do that? Yep. Yep. I completely get it. (laughs) I
1: completely get
0: it. (laughs) Because it's like, you know, for us, like, you know, as the producer who shoots for like Brent like brands, like I've shot you for Naughty America. Yeah. Like I still work for browsers and twisties and stuff. We also don't get residuals, you know, like yeah. we have a one-time fee and then we send it and we don't ever make money off that scene ever right? Again, which is fine. But I just think about like all of the hours and the time that I put into, yes. you know, like – Everything. 18. I mean, this wasn't common, but there was a couple times I had 18 hour days, 16 hour days. I remember those
1: on some features. <laughs> and you don't
0: get paid more for that. Nope. Nothing. It, I mean, and I just look back and I'm just like, why the fuck did I do that? You know what I mean? And now, like, if somebody asked me to do a night shoot, I'm like. No. Kick rocks. Yeah, kick rocks. No am like doing a night show.
1: Kick shoot.
0: rocks. <laughs> yeah. I'm such a perfectionist and I feel like too, like
1: I like to, you know, I mean that, yeah, there were days where I was on set for mainstream films and it was like 16 hour days and it's like, oh my gosh, you know? Yeah. So I can only imagine a producer like being like, they want to put out the best product. That's mm-hmm. your name that's attached to it forever. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's how I feel as a performer. Like when it's, when it's game time, Let's go. And and I just want to put out the best scene that I can because, and which is why now I've gotten really picky with the talent that I work with. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to work with new guys because if they fail or they're, you know, not so strong, that's going to bring my scene rating down and Mm -hmm. then fans are disappointed. And, you know, for someone that only shoots two to four times a month, I'm like, I want the best guys with me. (laughs) We're going to put out a fire, incredible scene.
0: (laughs) Not only that, but like when a guy fails on set, it's like one of the most Awkward situations.
1: Oh, I know you can
0: ever be in. There's nothing worse than like this poor guy who's just like, yeah, like pulling like a fucking like pulling like a worm.
1: Yeah, I know. You know, I gotta imagine it's awkward for you though, because it's like, what do you say? Like, like me, I'm just kind of like, well. That's on you, buddy. Yeah. My shit works today. (laughs) Yeah. I
0: mean, because as a producer, you get to a point where you got to call it. For sure. You have to. And you have to go up to him and be like, hey, so it looks like you're probably not going to get a boner today. So I'm playing at this location by the hour. Um, I've already called somebody else who can replace you. So can you just... Like go home yep. between your legs. It's like so awful. I bet it's gonna be so awful for you. <laughs> what?
1: I'm be like, can my PA do this? <laughs> I
0: actually, you know what? Okay, so I had an incidence once when I was shooting for DP Star. This was Digital Playground, and not digital, not double penetration star, but it was Digital Playground star, and it was like this fucking like. Um, contest to see like who's going to become the next like digital playground contract girl, and so there were all these like challenges that the gr- these girls had to do, and so we hired this guy. I won't name him. Um, but it was like, basically these girls had to show like their blowjob skills. Uh-huh. And so basically, honestly, like this poor guy had to keep, and it was like a little bit of acting and then like a blow job. So it was like, he was a waiter and I think she was a wait or she was a customer and I, I can't remember the scenario. So there was a little bit of interaction in terms of like him being a waiter, her being a customer. And then like, for some reason she ends up blowing him, you know, porn logic. Yeah. But this guy like, you know, and we had to put a timer on all of these scenes. So like, we couldn't be filming each one from like five minutes or something. And oh, there's like, gotcha Ten girls that got to do this so this guy's got to come out do this acting scenario then he's got to be hard right away because we don't have time to film for this sure. the girl's got to blow him for like three minutes and like she's like gagging and like trying to like do the best blowjob she can yeah probably being a little bit rough with him yeah and then like we call time and then he's got to do it all over again oh with wow. the next girl oh geez I- <laughs> poor guy <laughs> So, like, kind of understandably, he couldn't really get his dick to work. Oh,
1: God. So
0: I had to call in Charles Dara.
1: Oh, yeah. He's solid. Who
0: was fucking great. So I called Charles, and I had to send this guy home. So I made my PA do it. Oh, I
1: would have. Yeah. And
0: I was (laughs) like, you need to tell him that we have to send him home. Yeah. And all the executives from Digital Playground were there. And, like, I think – I think Nikki Benz was a judge. Oh my God. And so it was like. That's a lot of pressure. So much pressure. Yeah. So much pressure. Yeah. So when I, you know, think about all the DMs you get about guys like, oh, I want to do porn, I'm like, do you? Do you? Like, you really really? have
1: no clue because I have seen
0: everything. (laughs) I know you have too.
1: And I'm like, it's not as glamorous as you think. It really isn't. Like, and the best thing now, it's like, get an OnlyFans, get an OnlyFans, start working with some girls, and then maybe someday you can work your way. Up to the big leagues mm-hmm. and you know get you know the top tier girls you know that you mm-hmm. see on Pornhub or whatever but um
0: yeah <laughs> yeah I think so too that's the other thing too that I tell guys I'm like you know you're not gonna start your first scene's probably not gonna be with Rochelle Ryan
1: right you're gonna start with like a brand new girl or, mm-hmm. or whoever <laughs> yeah
0: exactly I mean so many guys that I've interviewed have told me that like their first scene was like a blow bang Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yep. Which makes sense because if, if you See if you can
1: stay hard around a group of guys. Exactly.
0: Cuz if you can do that then like yeah, you might have a shot. And secondly, like if you fail, then you can like kind of sneak backwards into like the throng of hard dicks and like nobody's really going to notice. Like For we're sure. not going to lose the scene. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, cuz if like one dick out of six dicks doesn't work, like <laughs> yeah. you can still make a scene work still with five dicks. Still other ones.
1: <laughs> <laughs> still can make it happen. <laughs> I always tell guys that I'm like I'm like if they say they want to get into porn, I'm like, invite over the football team at your college. If you can stay hard, jerk off, and come, call me.
0: Yeah, like, I know, right? Most likely,
1: it's a no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who are some of the – are there any, like, male talent that were new when you worked with them that are, like, doing really well now? And did you see that potential at the beginning?
1: Oh, gosh. That's a good question. Um Uh. I can't really think any names off the top of my head right now, but I recently just shot with um, Justice Young. Okay. He actually, September dawn, had him drive me to my first scene ever because I had just moved to LA and I was like, she was like, nope, I'm going to have a driver take you. I was like, all right, cool. And he was in the business. And then um, I think he left for a little bit and started doing music and other stuff. And then we actually just shot together for our OnlyFans. So it was really cool because I was like, oh my gosh, like 16 years ago, you drove me to my first First set, <laughs> oh yeah, it was pretty
0: cool. That is cool, yeah. But I can't really think of anyone um, off the top of my head right now. Yeah, I mean, kind of same here because I didn't. We didn't really shoot. Like, same with you. Like, I almost never shoot new guys. Yeah. Just because, like, I just don't want to be, like, the training ground. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, yeah, the possibility I get it. of just losing the day and all the money and it's just like. It's no, just thanks.
1: <laughs> no, thanks. Go do the blow bang. <laughs> I, you know, when I was a newbie, I worked with, like, all the veteran guys mm-hmm. like um, Mark Wood and John Strong and mm-hmm. Peter North and. Um, uh, who else? Uh Michael Stefano, him and I actually recently just worked together mm. and that was amazing. I think he's in his like early fifties. And I was like, Michael, I was like, you perform way better than some of these 20 year olds. <laughs> like
0: He threw me all around that hotel room. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like these, the guys who really last in the industry are really you know, they're like one of a kind. It's oh yeah. Such a hard job to do, but I like could never be male talent. No, never. But like if they have what it takes, like they're, you know, I mean, you can work forever. hundred percent. I agree. Yeah. I mean, Michael's gotta be like 51, 52 now
1: mm-hmm. and he is killing it. And he just, he loves women. And mm-hmm. I love men like that. that yeah. just want to like devour you. Yeah. So yeah, we had a blast. Like
0: <laughs> who are some of your favorite, uh, talent, male and female to work with?
1: Um... Males, um, probably Lucas Frost. Um, he's great. Yeah, Lucas is awesome. Um, I requested him, like, we've shot together so much. He's like my porno boyfriend. <laughs> like, he's probably so sick of me. Like, oh my God, <laughs> Rochelle again. But you know what? Like, he's good. He's clean. He smells nice. He's great at acting. He's always hard. We have great scenes together. I'm like, that is all I want. Mm-hmm. Um, Charles Darrow's great. Mm-hmm. Kieran, um, yeah, Tony Rubino, J-Mac. Uh, I love Johnny the Kid. He's recently changed his name to Johnny Love because oh, a man. lot of his videos in uh were getting flagged on Pornhub because his name was Johnny the Kid. Oh, of course. Yeah. Because the kid word. Oh, yeah. So he's his right. new stage name is Johnny Love. But yeah, okay. he's one of my favorites too.
0: Is he young? Or- yeah,
1: he's young. Based in South Florida. I don't really think he comes out to L.A. and okay. Vegas much. But um, he's fantastic. I love him. He's one of my
0: favorites. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, having the right scene partner is everything. 100%. Like, 100%. W- when I know I'm doing a scene and I've got, like, two good performers, I'm just like, ugh. Easy day. Easy day at the office. Easy day. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so grateful now. Like, the only boy-girl scenes I shoot are for browsers, and I only do their showcases. Yeah. So, like, I'm always working with, like, their contract girls oh, yeah. most of the time. Yep. And then, like, top-tier male talent. So, I'm yeah. like, yeah, easy day at the office. Easy day. Like, yeah. I just shot Alexis Fox and, like, Mick Blue was, like, Oh, easy. yeah, easy. My, my next scene is with uh, Lulu Chu, Ryan Keeley, and Isaiah Maxwell. I'm, like,
1: easy day. Easy yep. day. Yep, totally. Like, just so chill. <laughs> yep, I love it. Yeah.
0: All right, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk a little bit more about Rochelle. So uh, hang tight. I'll be right back. Holly Randall Unfiltered is also brought to you by Dipsy. Bring the warmth of the outside world back into your bedroom with Dipsy. If you're looking to heat things up, there's a story waiting for you. Listen to stories about hooking up with your hometown crush you never made a move on, or that coworker that you always had a little thing for. Or maybe a story that puts you in bed with someone who's telling you exactly what they'd like to do to you. Dipsy releases new content every week, so there's always more to explore, no matter who you're into or what turns you on. And if you need to wind down, Dipsy also has wellness sessions, central bedtime stories, and soundscapes to help you relax before you drift off. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash holly. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A Stories.com slash Holly. That's dot stories.com slash Holly. Holly Randall Unfiltered is brought to you by care of vitamins. With the busy holiday season behind us, it's important to reprioritize yourself, especially with the days being cold and short, focusing on your health and finding a routine that works for you should be put to the forefront. Stay on track with your health goals thanks to Care Of's daily packs that make taking your vitamins easy to stick to every day. I'm constantly on a mission to improve my health, and I have to admit that all of these health fads that I find on TikTok and that I try for a week are hard to stick to. But the one thing that is not hard to stick to is taking my care of vitamins vitamins. And that's because they make it so incredibly easy. All you have to do is go to their website, takecareof.com, take their easy online five-minute quiz that asks you questions about things like your sleep, your eating habits, your health concerns, and they will put together a custom curated vitamin package just for you. You get it shipped right to your door and every day all you have to do is grab that little pack of vitamins, stick it in your purse or your wallet as you go out the door and you are all set. You can retake care of's quiz as your goals and Needs change so your recommendations evolve with you. These products are made from good for you, clean ingredients that are backed by the latest science and research so you can feel good about what you're putting in your body. For 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code Holly50. That's takecareof.com and use code Holly50 for 50% off your first order. All right everybody, we are back. So, Rochelle, you've been very open about the fact that you like younger men. I do. So, <laughs> tell us tell us a little bit about that. Why do you like younger men?
1: It came about actually with Lucas Frost. Oh, so it's all his fault. It's his fault. <laughs> I blame him all the time, kind of. He's partial to blame. Um, but it was kind of like I was trying to get booked when I was around like the age of 28 and um, some people are like, eh, you're, like at 28, you're at that weird stage where it's like, I was never a young girl because I came in the industry with fake boobs and stuff. So I could never do like young girl teeny bopper stuff. So you're just like, the hot chick, mm-hmm. you know? And then... um,
0: And strangely enough, with, like, the algorithms and, like, the way that we've made porn very niche, yeah. you're right. That's almost like a weird age to be where, like, you worst. can't do the teen porn, yep.
1: you can't do the MILF can't porn. can't do MILF, so... Finally, I started getting booked as a MILF when I was, like, in my, like, when I first turned 30. And um, I did a scene for New Sensations with Lucas. And and he just came on set. and He was such a little baby face and, like, just so sweet. And we just had such a great scene. And he was so young at the time. And I was like, dang. And, like, we had an amazing scene together. And I was like, wow, maybe I do like young guys. And then um, – I do a lot of stuff with Barstool Sports and they did an article on me and this guy came across it and sent me this really sweet, well-worded email. Long story short, we dated for a little bit and he was 10 years younger than me. Mm -hmm. I was 33. He was 23, Mm -hmm. but very mature, very had his shit together. I would never be with a young punk. And um, that kind of like really brought it out where I was like, oh, I love young guys. And I did want to start dating, but like, you know, I'm almost 37 and most men my age or older – were looking at me like, oh, well, when are you going to get out of this little phase? And they were looking at, you know, the porn industry is like, oh, this is just a phase for you and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, for starters, I have owned a home since I was 26 years old. I've been in, you know, X amount of years. Like this isn't a little phase. Like I'm going to retire from this. Mm-hmm. And I don't see myself slowing down anytime soon. I'm kind of in my prime enjoying this. And I probably make more money than you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so in men are very, very, and men are very alpha. They want to be able to provide and take care of their woman. So You know, me coming in, it's what I've been told is very intimidating. I can hold my own. I just need you for loyalty and dick. That's it. So most 20-year-olds, you know, they're just kind of like, rock on. Good for you. They're Mm -hmm. like, you know, a woman in power. They think it's amazing. And that kind of all played into like my love for like the 20-year-olds. Like Mm -hmm. 25 to 28 is like my sweet spot. Like I don't really like them younger than 25 Mm -hmm. (laughs) because there's still a little bit of immaturity that I just
0: don't want to deal with. So 25 to 28 is like the move right there. <laughs> yeah, I know. That makes sense. It's funny, actually, when you mentioned Lucas Frost, I remembered that I shot one of his first scenes. So, oh, really? Because earlier we were talking about guys who, you know, maybe did like their one of their early scenes and they ended up being like really good. And I remember – He's he, probably one of them. He, yeah, he filled in last minute for somebody for a digital playground feature and I think he – he may have done one or two scenes something. It was like, he'd like almost no experience. And I was so nervous because yeah. I hate shooting new guys. Like we said, and I was like, this scene's going to tank and it <laughs> was a small room. And it was like, yeah. and he Fucking killed it. And, you know, he killed when it. he
1: started, he didn't do blow bangs, none of that. His first yeah. scene was just straight boy-girl scene. He's on natural, no, doesn't use Viagra. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he is now, but I know he never has, like, with me or with mm-hmm. anyone else. Like, yeah, I can't say enough good things about him.
0: I will also say that someone like him, and you see this uh, with other, like, successful male performers, he's very into, like, health and fitness and yes. very about, like, what he eats and yes. like, working out and yes. very, like – focused on. I love men like that. I love that. And I think that helps them hundred
1: percent, hundred percent just to feel good overall and to perform better. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, their skin looks good and their body looks good. Yeah, yeah, totally. Cause I mean, you know how all of us women are in the business. Like that's all it is with us. Like we work out, we take care of
0: our bodies between upkeep and everything. Mm So it's very important. (laughs) Yeah. You want somebody else who's also like I mean, peak. Field. I mean, you guys are sexual athletes, really.
1: I say that all the time that I am a sexual athlete. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, people who like who are like, oh, what you just lay on your back, no, like no. open your legs, like, no. Have you ever done reverse cowgirl it's for ten minutes? Groceries, okay. Like, when it's <laughs> shot in POV
1: on a squishy couch or a bed. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or
0: in like a hundred degree heat or oh, thirty degrees, Lord. like Lord. Yeah. You, I always say that, that I'm a sexual athlete. <laughs> what are some of the toughest scenes that you've ever done?
1: Um, toughest scenes. Um, probably just, you know, if I ever have worked with a new guy where I have to lead the scene. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then I start getting nervous because I feel all the pressure on me. Mm-hmm. And, and me, like... It's, it's hard for me to really enjoy the sex when I am shooting because I'm in my own head a lot. I'm like, oh, God, stretch out, suck in your stomach. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about my orgasm. It's about whoever's buying the scene and watching. It's about their orgasm. And, yeah. you know, so if I'm with like a newer guy or a guy that's struggling, then I'm like, oh, shit, mm-hmm. I have to carry this scene. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then if it's POV, it's like, oh, God, now it's really all me. Like it actually recently happened to me. Um, I was shooting for – Um, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't name the company, but I was shooting for a top company and the male talent, he gets there. And um, I was talking to him before the scene, like, hey, how are you doing? How's your day going? How you feeling? And he went to like one of them uh, trampoline places where you can like, you know, just like an adult trampoline one. So his legs were shot. He was exhausted. Um, So he like, he was just struggling. Like he was having to like bend backwards and do all, cause you know, it was all POV. And um, so he was really struggling. And that was when I was like, all right, I'm stepping up to the plate. So I was kind of carrying the scene. And then he was complaining. He's like, I've worked every single day and blah, blah, blah. And I just shot with a girl that had an IUD in. And I was just like, all right, dude, just shut up now. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right. So those are just days where it's very challenging because I want to put the best you know, content out there for the world to see forever. So days like that, it's very challenging and it's challenging. I used to, um, I used to work with a lot of new women Mm. and now like, as I've gotten older, I've realized that I'm not really into women. Like, I just love men. Mm -hmm. I'll still work with a girl, but, like, I won't, like, I don't like straight girl-on-girl scenes. If it's a boy-girl-girl and we could share a guy, I'm like, cool. Mm -hmm. But I'm still very picky. I'm like, "Eh, I don't want to work with new girls because... Yeah, yeah. And you
0: definitely have to carry the scene.
1: Ooh, yeah. So
0: that's interesting. And it's interesting that you would admit that because, you know, most girls – I mean, look, we all know there are some, like, gay for pay girls in the industry. Yeah. girls that will do – there's even a girl – um, who I of course won't name but like everybody knows who she is who does exclusively girl girl scenes who's like well known to like not be into girls at all oh yeah but like she only does girl girl scenes so it's like really kind of bizarre but yeah. I think there's this mentality that like oh if you do girl girl scenes it's like there's less stigma around that than yeah that yeah, is yeah with, with boy girl scenes yep. and so a lot of times girls will only do girl girl um and then like you know, boy girls like that next step that right. I don't know. Some people are afraid to take, but um, it's very rare that there's a girl who's like, "Hey, I'm not really into girls. Like, yeah. I'm, I want to do boy girl. Not I girl, love girl. doing boy. Like, as in the older I get, the more I love and
1: appreciate men. Like, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, I'm not grossed out by women. I mean, I'm doing a boy girl girl scene tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm not grossed out, but I think like one on one, I'm like. Oh, I'm not good, and I also have a lot of PTSD, Holly, because I would get put because I am the MILF. I get put with these young girls, yeah. and and I feel as a performer, as a veteran performer, that it is my job that if I'm not helping these new girls and kind of coaching them along the way, because I didn't really have that coming mm-hmm. into the into the industry. So, um, you know, some of these girls they just don't know how to hygiene wise take care of themselves, and I've had days where I'm like. I am not shooting with this girl until she gets a toothbrush and cleans all the plaque off her tongue. Mm-hmm. Like I just, she's not getting near me. And it's like, that's frustrating because we're on a set with mostly men and I, and like I would pull her to the side and, you know, she didn't have a cleaning kit. And that was when I was like, oh, I can't do chicks anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's somebody like, you know, Angela White or Alexis Fox, like a big name girl where it's like, oh, I'm not worried. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Man. I've had those experiences too, where girl. I have a new girl. I mean, We always have, like, everything on set. I have douches. Oh, I remember, yeah. I have, like, toothbrushes and stuff. But, like, yeah, there's nothing worse than having to pull a girl aside and be like, hey, the other girl doesn't want to work with you because your vagina smells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's just like, and then they're just like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, yeah, so... Here's I could never dudes. do your job like it's
1: just like <laughs> it's it's tough it's so hard I mean like towards the end um I was just really like hey like I would pull the girl aside and be like, Hey, we got to fix this situation. Cause otherwise I'm gonna, I can't do the scene. Cause yeah. I just get, I have such a sensitive nose too that. Like mm-hmm. I get really grossed out and, and the same with guys too. Yeah. I'm like, Hey, I know when I show up on set, I'm ready to go. Everything's prim and proper. You are not just going to baby wipe. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to go in there and like take a little rinse off in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't get into it. If I smell any funkiness. Yeah,
0: no, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I've had some of the most awkward conversations of my Ooh. life doing this. Oh, I can,
1: I can only imagine. Can terrible. only imagine.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm just so glad. Like I said, I'm at a place now where I'm, I'm mostly shooting like veteran performers for sure. It's like, That's oh, awesome. I don't have to worry about any of this shit. Yeah. 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 Totally. It's hard. Yeah. So you mentioned, um, you know, younger girls working with younger girls in the industry and, and maybe trying to give them some guidance. Did you say that you came in the industry when you were 28? Is that 21? Like, I did 21. my very first
1: scene okay. on my 21st birthday. Um, it was for see her squirt.com. Okay. And I show up on set and you know, it was just got my makeup done and then did pretty girl pictures, which, of course, I love that. That's mm-hmm. literally my favorite part. And I was doing photo shoots and stuff like that before I got into the industry. So it was just second nature. It was mm-hmm. just I loved it. And then so we're getting ready for the scene. It was with Joey Ray. He recently just passed away. Yeah. I don't know if you saw yeah, that. I know. And um, Joey and I were friends before that. We were actually talking on MySpace. <laughs> so we kind of knew each other. And um it comes down in the director, Derek Dozier, he was like, Hey, it's for a see her squirt. And I was like, um, I don't know how to squirt. <laughs> I was like, Maybe my agent booked me on the wrong shoot. And he was like, Oh, no, no, no. Like, we fake it. And I was like, Well, how do you fake it? And they were like, Well, we just fill up a douche bottle with warm water, you pump it in you, hold it, and then we'll put his dick right there and you just push it out. And I was like, Oh, well, I can do this. And um, so it was pretty cool. I just I was very eager to get on set. And like, whenever I see that scene, I'm like, oh like, mm-hmm. because I didn't know how to open up to the camera. I just knew that I wanted to get glammed up, take pretty pictures, and get paid to have sex with hot men. I didn't mm-hmm. know how much money we made. I didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a roundabout idea, but I didn't know much. I just knew that's what I wanted to do at that time in my life. And um, and then here I am 16 years later. So
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned the thing about squirting because, like, I, again, like, It's funny because I've been in the industry for so long, but there's a lot of kinds of scenes that I haven't shot or I have shot very little of. Yeah, it's funny because I was Leia was here before you, and I was telling her how I've shot like maybe two cream pie scenes like my entire career. Oh wow! Like didn't I didn't really know like how to shoot them to make sure that you saw the cream pie and like do you fake it and stuff like that? And I actually called. Quasar. To oh. ask him how, to do that. how do you
1: do this? <laughs> like, how
0: do I make sure that, like, you know, every like we see it and and squirting was another thing that I haven't really shot that much of, and oh. I didn't realize until like, I mean, I guess I did realize, but I don't know why it never occurred to me until like recently. Yeah, you can just fake the squirting. Yeah, like if the squirting didn't happen in the scene, and be like, well, the squirting didn't happen in the scene, so you didn't get your squirting scene, like. Not realizing that I could just fake it like everybody else does and stick the douche up and yep. squirt the water. And, oh yeah, yeah, and and we did that, and um, it, I mean, I guess it worked. Like, I
1: I think it was like it started from my very first scene, and then um, then I shot for Evil Angel. I can't remember the name super squirters or something. But it was when Evil Angel, when everything was going down with the obscenity and all that. And that scene was played in front of a federal grand jury. My scene with... Angela Stone, I believe. Wow. She's super old school. I mean, this was going back to, like, 2007. Like, I remember, like, Kevin Moore was, like, the PA at the time for Evil Angel. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And, I mean, I just remember her just chugging water that day. So
0: I was like, oh, I know what's going on. (laughs) So, okay, so they played that that video trying to say that basically your squirting scene was obscene.
1: Obscene because it was considered pissing. Right.
0: Yeah. Which... I
1: don't know the outcome. I can't remember exactly what the outcome of that one was, but that's all I remember is that it was played in front of a federal grand jury. I was like, oh, awesome. Wow. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hope they liked it. <laughs> hope they liked I it. I wonder how many new fans you got from that. Yeah, I
1: know, right? <laughs>
0: I was like, Michelle Ryan. Yeah, something's named down. Sadly, OnlyFans wasn't around at that time. Oh my gosh, I wish. <laughs> I wish. Can you imagine getting that DM? So I saw your video in a courtroom today and um right? I just thought, you know, you're such a great squirter. I just-
1: that'd be amazing
0: it's funny actually that it was brought up for like the pissing thing because there's so much debate in the industry about whether or not squirting is squirting or if it's pissing right but like surprise guys usually it's water that we put in a douche and stuck up their vaginas there's your answer
1: (laughs) chugging gallons of these
0: (laughs) so would you say it's probably most of the time squirt I mean, sorry, piss. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. 100%. Yeah. I think like when you, I mean, I know that there's natural squirting. I know there is natural squirting because I have naturally
1: done it, but it's so little. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's very very little. Yeah. It's not freaking gushing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah. But I mean, you know, like um like everything else porn is, you know, Uh, It's a fantasy. 100%. Bigger than life. Yep, 100%. So you got into the industry at 21. Um, Do you feel like you were in the right headspace to get into the industry? Do you wish that you had waited till later? Do you wish you'd started earlier? Do you think it was the perfect time?
1: I think 21 is a great age to get into the industry. I think 18 is a little too young. Mm. Um, I was working as a dancer. I was in school. I was also a personal assistant to a very rich woman. So I had a little bit of life experience. I held a job. I had a couple of jobs. Mm-hmm. I was in school. Um, and then too, some of the award shows and, and clubs where they have not met, you have to be 21 to get in. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, some of these girls, they get into 18. I'm like, oh my gosh, like do something else first. Yeah, <laughs> Like yeah. go hold a job. Like you just became legal. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, to each his own, who am I to say, you know, if that's, if that's their calling, their path, what they want to do, Go for it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, I I do know some girls who have come in at 18 and feel like they were – that was the right time for them. And they were emotionally ready. But I think it's probably – that's probably not the norm. Yeah. But it's like one of those situations where you can't like change – it's very risky and very much a slippery slope to change the law. Oh, yeah. To make it 21. Right. it's like, well, you can – Go fight an award at eighteen. You yeah, like, I could buy. You know, I mean, you're considered an adult by yeah, at eighteen. Yep, at eighteen. So, like, you know, the adult industry. So it's yeah, it's kind of like those one of those things where it's like, well, maybe we would advise that twenty one would be a better age, but you know, I did a scene
1: with Lil D. He was the Bang Bros contract guy. He was still in high school. 18, still in high school. I did his second scene ever. And... I was just kind of like, what? <laughs> you are still in high school? Like, is this legal? Are we sure, Bang Bros? Like, like, what do we need to do? Like, did everybody do their due diligence on this kid? And, um, you know, it was a great scene. The setup for it was, um there was a lot of, like, pushback. Like, I was not comfortable. And, of course, Bang Bros, they gave me the script that day when I showed up on set. And it was very racially kind of like motivated and I was just like, Hey, I was like, I'm not saying this stuff. I'm not doing this. So we ended up calling corporate and they were like, and (laughs) (laughs) the, The one that was in charge at the time of all the scripts and everything going out, the talent coordinator, he was like, "Well, I'm black and I wrote the script," and I was like, "Well, I don't care. The viewers aren't going to know that, and I'm not saying and doing a lot of this stuff." And yeah, um, yeah. And and the like, little D came to me. He was like, "Thank you so much." He was like, "You know, for stepping up and saying that." And I was like, "Oh, I was about to go home." <laughs> I was like, I don't think I can do this. And so they ended up working it where I said, look, as long as, you know, he's comfortable and okay with this. I said, but there's a lot of stuff that I'm not going to say and do. And, um, it's
0: kind of interesting and also sad how you had to be the one to like put the brakes on that. How him as the male contract performer couldn't be like, Hey, like, I'm a black man and I'm uncomfortable with what this He was just
1: script. still so new that he just didn't know what he could say and not say and get away with. But I was just like, look, I can't put something like that out there and have my fans think that I'm okay with this. And, mm-hmm. you know, the fans, they don't know. They don't know that we're getting scripts from corporate and where this is coming from. And they want us to say and do this stuff. And mm-hmm. I was just like, no.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: absolutely not. I will go
0: home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, good for you for standing up. Yeah, for, for like sure. Because I think everybody, has a story where they've been presented with a script that they're very uncomfortable with. Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah. Totally. And I had tons of those when I first started off in the industry. And, you know, it's like I was still so new where I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to upset the director or, you know, and I remember just so many things showing up to set sick, working while I was sick. And, you know, you just don't want to you don't want to ruin the day. You don't want to upset your agent, the mm-hmm. director and stuff. And now I'm just kind of like, oh, no, if I. Don't feel good, or whatever it is, like Mm -hmm. I will call it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, but it took like what 16 years of experience in the industry to get you there. Yeah. I do feel like brands, I mean, I'm only shooting for Twissies and browsers now, but I do feel like since the pandemic, which I think really changed a lot of people's life in terms of like so many people were able to make money on their personal content platforms and. Performers were able to be more empowered, Um, but I do feel like brands are now, like, so much more cognizant of the performers and, like, their needs and, you know, what they're comfortable with and what they're not comfortable with. Because, I mean, I can say specifically at MindGeek, which is the parent company for browsers and twisties, they're very much about, like you know, making sure that the talent is okay with what they're doing. If there's anything in the script that the talent wants to tweak or wardrobe and hair, they're like, absolutely, whatever they want to change, if they don't like this, like we will like there, there's a twisty treat of the month coming up that I'm doing in June. And, um, we presented the concept to her and she kind of like, she didn't like hate it. She was like, Oh, it's okay. Like, I'm not excited about it, but like, sure, I'll do it. And, twisties went back and they were like okay great let's change it like let's make it awesome let's make it something she's excited about like we Uh, want them to be excited about it We completely revamped the concept and i think it's so much better oh that's amazing but that wouldn't have happened like five years ago no never it would have been like oh she's being a diva yeah
1: yep send her home we'll replace her Mm -hmm. you know dime a dozen out there exactly yep i know i remember like we never used to have consent like checklists Mm -hmm. where it's like hey are you okay with this this and this and everything has to get you know recorded and filmed. And I get that there has been situations where it's like, you have to do that to cover your ass. Mm -hmm. I get it.
0: But also too, I think it's opened up like the communication in a much healthier way. I've been like advocating for consent checklists for a while because it's so common in the BDSM community. Oh yeah. 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 They do that all the time. Like kink, but like the more like vanilla companies, like the regular scenes, they weren't really you know, I think people felt like, oh, we don't need to do that, but I think it's important. 100%. I completely agree. Yeah. And I just feel like it's made just a better working environment. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yep, totally. Rachel, thank you so much for coming on. Yes. Yeah, thank such you. Such a pleasure. I do have a couple of questions for you from my Patreon members, if you're okay doing that in like a special little quick bonus segment for them. Yes. Awesome. Can you tell everybody where they can find you online, plug all your links, social yes. media?
1: Twitter and Instagram. Twitter is at Rochelle Ryan, just my name. And then Instagram is only Rochelle Ryan. Both are verified. So please don't fall for any scammers. Like it is not me. Mm-hmm. Dear God, it is not me. And then OnlyFans, fans,
0: backslash Rochelle Ryan fantastic. And you guys can find me as always at Holly Randall on Instagram and on Twitter. Um I'm also on TikTok. Holly Randall Unfiltered. And of course, if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash Holly Unfiltered. Thank you guys so much for joining us, and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. If you love my show and want to support it, I ask that you take the time to rate and review my podcast. Now, if you're not sure how to do that, you can go to ratethispodcast.com slash HRU, and you'll automatically be directed to the various podcast apps your device supports Things such as early releases and live recordings of my interviews, merchandise such as stickers, mugs, and hoodies, autographed copies of my photography books, free access to my private Snapchat and not safe for work website, hollyrandall.com, and my bonus podcast, My LA Porn Life.